Do you dream about your next trip? You're in the right place. On the Time to Talk Travel podcast, we come to you weekly to share places to go and what to do when you get there. Let's dive into this week's adventure. Hi, welcome to Time to Talk Travel. We are here today with another topic that is going to be near and dear to your heart this holiday season or maybe causing you a little bit of anxiety, and that's what we're here to try to help. We're going to talk today about travel gifting, giving the gift of travel, how to do it, how to make it a gift if the trip isn't right away, and how people feel about it. So who wants to jump in first with a story of gifting and travel, if they've gotten a gift, given a gift, and how they did it? (laughs) Travel's my go-to gift. I think I started seven or eight years ago. I was going through this phase where I just wasn't sure that the kids even really appreciated. I remember in November asking them, can you even remember what you got for Christmas last year? And all four kids were like, no, but we do remember going skiing right before Christmas. And I was like, you know what? It for me, it was this bell that went off that said, from from now on, your gifts are going to be trips. I'd rather gift you the memories, the experiences. And I'm not saying it's perfect. You know what I mean? The skiing for them was their favorite. We live in Georgia. We don't get snow a lot. We definitely don't get enough to ski. And so that's a really different treat for them. I've done it for birthday presents. My daughter is my travel buddy, my youngest. And every graduation, birthday. She got a Christmas one even in September. I said, I'll fly you over and we can go to Capri, but it's going to be your Christmas gift because mm-hmm. I'm not randomly giving you these $2,000 trip and plus. So for me, that's it was, it was asking the kids, oh, do you really want another pair of leggings or yeah. how about we go somewhere awesome? Just did the same thing last week. I was sitting with my husband and we have my parents coming down I'm from Canada to Texas. It's our Christmas. They're Christmas with us. And I said to my husband, I'm like, we could buy, like you said, all the leggings and shorts and gadgets and technology that they want, but we really get them what they need along the way. So what we don't get is a lot of time with two kids away at college now, um, living in a different country than my parents. I said, let's just go to Mexico. Let's just get away. Let's book it. Um, it'll cost us roughly about the same as it normally would with this. So we're sort of stay within our Christmas budget, but we get time together. And that is what we can't buy in any other sort of form. Even when the kids were home for Thanksgiving, you know, they're with their friends. Um, They have all their friends over at our house, which we love, but I would love them as siblings to still have time together. My youngest is 12 and my oldest is 20. So she didn't get a lot of time with her older brother and they certainly don't get a lot of time with their grandparents. I was going to surprise them. I really wanted to do it. Like they wake up on Christmas morning and I'm like, just pack your bags. We're out of here. Um, which I have done several times with each individual kid on one trips. But the reality is, is now you have to take into consideration. Um, these kids have schedules and lives and they make plans. We did a whole little setup with light bulb drinks and I put Mexico Xmas 2023 on it and each of their names and this Santa holding a surfboard and um, called them all in and they were thrilled. They're all really excited. They're talking about it. We have something to look forward to and I'm not squashing any of their plans because I caught it before they made their plans. Good strategy there. I know that we haven't done travel as a gift a ton. We tend to do smaller Christmases and a lot of times I feel like I want to give them something ahead of time because they're asking for things that I know they'll use and then I have to wait a month and a half to give it to them, which feels silly. But we did go to Disney for the Christmas party on end of 2021. It was the first taken since COVID hit 
And I brought my two daughters. My husband stayed home with the toddler because he was too little and he was going to slow us down. It was a really memorable trip. Everything was decorated. We had never been. We did the late night Christmas party. We got some slamming good seats. The kids were beyond with the idea that they could just walk up and grab bags of popcorn and ice cream, you know, and everything from the booths that were open. We like to do that girls trip type thing. We had also been to New Orleans for the Jingle Crew Parade years back, and they had loved that. So a lot of times mine come before Christmas. And so they end up knowing about them anyways. But then it's a matter of reminding them, hey, remember, we did this trip. Christmas is going to be light this year because we did this. <laughs> I think that's one of the challenges. Sharon, what do you guys do around the holidays? We don't celebrate mm -hmm. Christmas. Yeah. It's a good time of year for us to travel, actually, because we don't have to be mm -hmm. home with everybody. Traditionally, we have taken a lot of trips during December when everybody else is must go home, must go home. Is a great time for us to travel. My mother-in-law gifted us all a cruise, so we are very much looking forward to that. It was actually in honor of my father-in-law's birthday. He passed away, but it was his dream that we all go on this cruise to Alaska together. So that's been really nice to look forward to and to plan. It's such a generous gift on their part. For my family, it's always my birthday. That's always my birthday wish, is that we just go on a trip as a family. So we tend to keep it local, go to Catalina Island. Even during the pandemic, we found a place where we could all go and just be in nature, but be together as a family. It was at my kids' camp, actually. They were renting out the camp cabin so your family could get their own cabin and they would make the food and then put it out and you could go get it yourself. It was very limited contact. There would be like five or six families there at a time. But it was the most wonderful gift to go away somewhere and just be in nature and get to travel. And like you said, Maureen, my kids are older also. I have one in college. I have two kids that are working. It's hard to get everybody's schedule straight. It's not like when they were little and we could be like, okay, I figured out your schedule for you. I never know what they have in the work. So it's hard to surprise them. You can't do that last minute surprise thing anymore. But almost in a way, I think it's better because it gives you something to anticipate. Definitely. Yeah, my daughter was asking, was telling me that she's, I can't remember what teen word she used. It's one of those ones that, whatever. It was lit. I think it was on, it was cinched or something. I guess her friends were, they were talking about what they're asking for for Christmas. And she's like, ah, oh, my parents killed it. We're going to Mexico. Like, okay. Yay. I've got the one teen on board. So I've got a question. When you give a gift of a trip for Christmas, whether it's before or after or whatever, and it involves these multi-generational layers. So like Maureen, you said, you know, your in-laws or grandparents are involved. How do you make sure that everyone really agrees on giving the trip as a gift? How do we make sure that everyone's on board with it? And how do we get around kind of the things under the tree idea? And feeling like, do you still need to unwrap something? I went through this because yeah. I've had other friends who said, doesn't that kind of kill Christmas vibe? Mm -hmm. Like you're not opening up presents on Christmas morning. And I'm like, no, when we did skiing, I made sure they each had a pair of gloves wrapped mm -hmm. under the tree. Things they would need that I would be buying any, just made them gifts. <laughs> Sorry. That's my way out of that is there, there are websites like Etsy and things where you can print out a special plane ticket, you know, that says we're flying to XYZ. So there's something to unwrap yeah. if that matters. So thinking about it and buying all the things that you would have to anyway, and making that a, something to unwrap is one way around it. I'm sure that Mo and Sharon have other 
suggestions? For us with the 12 year old, she's the only one struggling a little bit with understanding that there will be less under the tree, really very little, but we're actually traveling right over the holidays. So we will be there. And so we have some fun plans that way. Um, we're going to each draw a name and just hit a fun market, just keep it really inexpensive and fun. And maybe 20 bucks, 40 bucks will be the limit um, and fill up one of our family members stalking that way. We're also um, looking at doing some fun things, you know, maybe buying an ugly t-shirt and we all have to wear that ugly shirt out for dinner. <laughs> so things that create memories, but also give us a little bit of a souvenir of the trip. But that was a conversation that had to be had with my parents in advance. I called my mom and dad and said, hey, have you already done all your shopping? Because they're far more organized than I am. And they were like, no, because they're coming down. You do have to be on the same page that way for sure. My daughter, I'm sure there'll be a little something from the other grandparents and from her aunt and uncle and things like that. No, I think it's important also always teaching. It's not always about the getting. So we can be excited about the giving part of the holidays as well. Like you said, Des, if you go skiing before, wrap up a picture of everybody from the ski trip and put it in a frame. I always do fly photographer when we're on a trip. You get a local photographer who knows your spot. They're really painless to do. I've done them in um, Toronto, Venice, Miami. It's a great thing to have and a great memory to have that kind of carries on throughout the year. And that's what the grandparents want half the time anyways, is photos of the family. I know that we've gifted my parents photos, family photos multiple times, and that's been one of their favorite gifts. So that works in really wonderfully. <laughs> we don't really have this issue because we don't have a Christmas tree. <laughs> my my in-laws would always send stuff and... I really screwed myself when my kids were little because we would always put all of our Hanukkah presents on the dining room table and everyone had their own color wrapping paper and we had to cover the entire table with presents. <laughs> the funny thing is as my kids have gotten older, they don't want that. They really believe themselves that less is more. They would rather have an experience. So they're very conscious of saying, don't buy us gifts, don't wrap a bunch of things just to have things on the table. We would rather do something as a family, like all go out to dinner or they've prompted me to have a party with their friends and my friends, which is cool. For the last few years, we do a book and cookie exchange every year. It's nice that they want to have those experiences and not a bunch of gifts. Yeah, definitely. I, for us, again, we're kind of the same boat. The kids have made lists. They made them pretty far in advance. Our financial position has changed over the many years. And I remember attempting to really cram, you know, as much as I could in with what money we had to spend, which wasn't a lot. And so I used to thrift gifts or get things that I knew they wanted and find them in creative ways. And the kids still know that. So when they make their lists, I'm like, put what you want on it. But know that if I can find it secondhand, you get more things because we have a budget. I want to have a travel budget as well. The thrill of the hunt for me is part of my fun of the season. I start early and start looking for these things that they want. And they've gotten really into that too. And same thing with travel. We're looking for unique experiences. We're looking for deals. We're looking for like the free stuff to sprinkle in around it and everything. But uh, definitely getting everyone on the same page can be a little challenging. I know my father-in-law, um, before he passed away, loved the idea of being like, let's do the trip together, but then also wanted to spoil his grandchildren with presents too. And I'd be like, that's not what we agreed to. So I'd have the funnel. Like, if you want to get them a gift, get a trampoline for the yard. Like get some of that that they can use outdoors that's something that we would have probably worked towards anyways. I think when you raise little travelers, mm -hmm. it's less of a hard sell, right? Mm -hmm. Like they've grown up experiencing things that 
this is this becomes exciting, like Sharon was saying. It's not a replacement of material things. It's actually the priority of what they would um, choose. Exactly, you know I mean? exactly. My daughter, when she turned 11 last year, I had found a Great Wolf Lodge special. And I'm personally, I'm it's that's my version of hell. I don't don't loud, <laughs> wet, water, kids screaming. The special was only for a certain number of people. So I stayed home and my husband took all the kids with a 19 year old. So there was another adult present, but uh, that's what she wanted for her birthday. She got a couple other things, but that was the big get that everyone got to go on. And that's the ask every year for birthdays now too, is do you want to go somewhere and stay overnight or do you want to get a bunch of presents? I've done a couple of trips with my kids with having four one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Again, those are the memories that you just can't replace. I guarantee they don't remember half the stuff they've got from birthday presents, but they definitely remember those trips. Yeah, my son was just with us when we were in Vegas. It was a conference, but it happened to be one that was a great one for him to attend. And I gifted him with the experience of playing Dungeons and Dragons with the son of the inventor of Dungeons and Dragons. And that was his big Hanukkah present was that he got to go to Las Vegas and have this amazing experience that he'll be bragging about for the rest of his life, probably. Yeah, that was Um, not one to forget. Yeah, and he was thrilled, but it was great also to have that one-on-one time with him. I love having that one-on-one time. And I was going to say, Naz, I'm a thrifter too. And the funny thing is that now all of my children are also Mm -hmm. thrifters and there's so much thrill in that hunt. They've been asking, what do you want for Hanukkah? What can I get for you? It's almost like they're competing to find the coolest thing. Yeah. Via thrifting for us and for each other. Exactly. It's like that hunt and finding the perfect thing for the person that you didn't even know existed. That's just so weird and wonderful. And on the topic of the time individually with kids... I will say I've got to shout out Kim Marie. She, she, you know, she's another writer, luxury travel mom. And she spoke a long time ago about this idea of when her kids turned 10, doing an individual trip with each of them. And my kids were little, little at the time when she was talking about that. And I remember thinking, wow, that's really great. I understand when you have that many kids, spending that special time with them, letting them pick out the trip that they want. And we've done something fairly similar where I've taken trips individually with each of the kids. And I do appreciate that time. I would have figured it out, but I'm glad she said something about it and talked so much about it because it made it very conscientious, like a decision for me to make to do that with the kids as well. That might be a whole episode for us, actually, because I think we've all done that. Yeah. That would be a cool one. I'm actually gifting myself. Uh, my dad turned 75 on Thursday, and they have no idea that I will be showing up at their house tomorrow. So I'm pretty excited. You know, that's still what they want. They want yeah. time with their kids, right? And they want us all together. So I figured that's what I'm going to do. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And I, I keep joking. I was gifting myself this year, too, and it did not work out exactly how we thought because I'm here recording this and I'm not in Bermuda with my best friend. Oh, because I have COVID. So I'm getting over it. And that was going to be like the easiest trip I ever took. I was going to be, in essence, the man on that trip. And I don't want to say that because I know not all men are like that. But she grew up in Bermuda. Oh, she's very familiar with it. She goes back constantly. She knows where everything is. She took care of reserving the Airbnb. All I had to do was book a flight and get there. 
And he's like, I'm going to take you to eat cheesecake. We're going to eat here. We have to eat here. We're going to go to this brunch because it has everything you might not have had during this trip. And I was like, this is going to be the greatest trip. Yeah. And of course I got so another time, but uh, yeah, that was going to be the greatest gift to me. That sounds so fun. I'm sorry you're missing out on that. It'll happen again. I'm not worried about it. Honestly, I felt so crummy when you know you're sick and you're like, I don't know if I should go because I won't have a good time and then realized how sick I was. And yeah. So I don't mind missing out on it. I'll go another time. I think that hits on another thing for me because I was thinking about, I turned 55 this year in August and I was thinking, I have some girlfriends who've done girlfriend trips for their birthday where they just invited 10 friends and said, let's all go here or wherever from different chapters of their life. And I love the idea of that. But then I start thinking about this person probably won't get along very well with this one or this one's super extroverted. So I'm going to have to spit and it just kills the whole idea. It deflates it. So I think also thinking about these trips and who's going to be the buzzkill with your family, you can't really pick and choose. Setting up Um, expectations before you go too is really important. I do remember that Colorado ski trip, the first night we got there, having an entire meltdown, me, because the three older kids were ganging up on the baby and she was upset because her feelings were hurt. She's super sensitive. And I remember looking at all of them and saying, you are ruining the entire point of this. Like, why do you feel this need to gang up? So I think setting expectations before you go is also pretty important if you don't have kids who all melt together beautifully. But that first night was sheer hell. I mean, for me, I was like, why are we even here? Why did I go to all this effort? Once we got through that night, and it was like one kid was in a closet crying and I'm like, my God, this is not all the perfection we all dream it's going to be. But once we got through that night and said, can we just all make an effort to be kind to each other? You know, as families need to be reminded sometimes, the trip was great after that. Yeah. But that first night, I wanted to get right back on a plane. I knew it was probably the last big trip we were going to do together Mm. because kids were getting older. It's harder. Now the oldest is married. So it's going to involve bringing his wife and and a whole other circle of people, which is fine, but bigger animal to wrangle. Yeah, I think that's why it's so important to make sure when you go on these trips, you have something that each person likes and let them know, hey, oh, you like museums. So we're going to go to the museum on this day, you know, and just so everyone has something special for them. But Desiree, you should do a Des World Tour 55 and you should go around to everyone and everyone can just plan your whole day for you. You don't have to think about it. They'll just be like, oh, she likes the beach. I'm going to take her to the beach. Oh, can we set up a GoFundMe for that, please? Because I'm still paying for my trip around Europe. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, they're all people who are important in your life. We just get you from one place to another. Maybe we get you some Delta points or something. That's this whole is a episode. great idea. Delta, if you want to sponsor an episode, we'd like to send Desiree <laughs> around for her 55th birthday. We have months. Uh, I'm turning 55 in July. Yes. I've gone to Sharon's house before. I have when I flew out to California, stopped by at a garage sale. <laughs> I just thought it would be too funny. Yeah. <laughs> Setting expectations is everything. And again, not just for how to behave on the trip, but that is your Christmas. That is oh, your Hanukkah, your holiday, birthday, whatever it is. Absolutely. That's important. And then, so let's talk, I know we touched on this a little bit, but I know that this is a common question 
just in general, is when you give that gift of travel, you've waited until Christmas to give the gift or you're giving the gift ahead of Christmas so they know about it. A lot of people talk about like, how did they surprise their kids with a trip to Disney? How did they wrap it? How did they create something physical, especially for smaller kids? And I know Maureen already mentioned the whole uh, ornaments and Surf Santa and all that. How have you seen it wrapped? Have you done it? Has it been gifted to you that's been really successful? That's a fun idea. So Sharon, I'll let you lead off. Cute suitcase, just yeah. like giving somebody a suitcase and then they can open up the suitcase and there's all sorts of <laughs> items that are related to the trip that they will be taking. The joy of travel is also the joy of anticipation. So anything that builds anticipation is in and of itself a gift. So something tangible. I'm not a surprise girl. I do not want a surprise. I don't. I want to be able to plan for it. I love the buildup. I was telling Sharon, you know, getting back from doing two months in Europe, she said, how is it to be home? And I said, I am the person who really needs something to look forward to. And it's depressing. It's depressing that I don't have a big trip that is on the horizon. And so I am not the person who says, give them all an ornament for the country you're going to go visit. I'm with Maureen, but they're, they have to plan it. I tell them in advance. I want to look forward to it. So I'm not in the surprise camp at all. I think with the older kids and with my parents involved, absolutely had to be planned and had to be told in advance. But when the kids were younger and we did those one-on-one -on -one trips, the surprise actually was better because it didn't rub into the other kids for two weeks or mm. a month beforehand that I was taking that one kid somewhere and not somebody else. And you know what? Honestly, they don't really do much to help plan anyways. Yeah, definitely. I both like and don't like surprises. I can appreciate them either way. Know that for me... I tend towards the literary side of things. I'm going to get books about the place, whether they're fiction or nonfiction books set in the place, things that I think will be inspirational. That's my go-to for the kids. And then on some of the Disney surprise things, the wooden magic band holder that you can get from Etsy that has their name carved into it and the dates of the trip or something fun. And then it has a spot for their magic band, something physical uh, so that they have something to hold when they're little saying, Hey, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. Because kids are like that sometimes. They need something to grip, to understand, to be able to pick out a souvenir once they're there to bring back and remember it by just some physicality to the trip uh, works well for my kiddos. There's also something between for my husband's 50th coming up this spring. I've said, hold these work yep. dates, right? But I'm not telling him anything else. <laughs> my husband yeah. and I actually had this whole discussion this morning before the episode, as I was telling him about what we were talking about. But for me, if somebody else planned a whole trip and gifted it to me, I would be super upset because I want to have a hand in things. I want to figure out where I want to go. Life is short. There's only so many trips we get to take. I want to have a say. Part of the joy for me is in planning the trip and anticipating doing things I want to do and going places I want to go. And he's the opposite. Mm -hmm. He does not want to plan trips. And the discussion we had was just give me dates mm -hmm. and an amount of money and I will gift you with the trip me and he will give me the dates that he is available and the amount of money I can spend and my gift is that I get to plan it. The thing to remember there though is the same rule with gifting anytime anywhere. You have to gift what they want not what you want. Like my kids that was a tough lesson and I still know people who will give me something that they wanted not me. I'm like I have no desire to own 
I gotta say this out loud. My boyfriend's probably gonna shoot. Oh, an automatic or plant waterer for when you're gone on vacation. Like for him, this was the best gift because I didn't have to think about my plants being watered while I was gone for two months, but I had already arranged my best friend to take care of my plants. Like it was, so those things are gonna sit in a box forever. It was in his mind, cause he's, he's very analytical and that took care of a problem I would have. And in his mind, this was a great gift. And to mine, I was like, Thanks. <laughs> Again, think about it when you're planning a trip. Where do they want to go? Not where do you want to go? Yeah, exactly. I think for me, I would have been in the same camp. I like to know what's going on. I don't like to be thrust into the unexpected. I want to get myself ready for where we're going and what it's going to look like and all that. Except for that I was really excited about this Bermuda trip. I didn't care that all I knew was we were going to Bermuda. I didn't even look up the Airbnb, even though she sent it to me. I didn't care. I didn't care where I was staying. I was just like, whatever. She's going to just tell me where to go. And so that was my indication that I might be okay with that. But Yeah, but you trusted. Because my yeah. husband was going to plan a trip to Bermuda. He's never been to yep, Bermuda. Yep. And I love him dearly. But planning trips is not his You head. have a great point because the issues that I would have with someone planning a trip without me knowing anything about it would have to do a lot with budget and things like that. Did we go crazy? Was it not the best deal? Are we going to only the super touristy things and not the other items? So yeah, I think letting go is easy when it's someone who's an expert in the area. Uh, definitely. So that kind of covers the physicality end of the gift because I love hearing about how people do that. And then what are the takeaways after the trip? What do you do to kind of wrap up the trip as a gift? I know we do photo albums and things like that, framed photo for the walls. I know you've got a photographer. How do you package that whole thing up? I don't know that you have to. I take my favorite photo from it. That's what my boyfriend's going to get we're not doing Christmas gifts because I just spent a bundle on my, my trip and he was there for the first half of it. He'll get a nice photo from it, a nice memory of it. That My daughter, same thing. My, the favorite picture I have of the two of us in Capri. I feel like the memories are what you've been given. Honestly, probably Facebook memory will show up. That's as much packaging as I'll get done on it, to be honest, because by the time we come back, I'll be exhausted. But it's, it's the memories that the kids and you and whoever you're with um, will have forever. Sharon, any thoughts? No, I agree completely. I was going to put my travel photo yeah. journal book, which I think is great. I love to have prompts for myself. And I love Maureen's idea of the funny t-shirts and anything that you can take a photo of that'll trigger that memory years down the road, like mm -hmm. something to laugh about. Take so, videos. Take videos, while, videos. Especially when they're little. I wish I'd taken so many more videos mm -hmm. of kids running through the square, the Vatican too. Lips. rolling it on the beach together to, it doesn't have to be like an organized figure everything out video it can literally just be that clip of them there mm -hmm. running across the square the more you take the better nope definitely and we have a whole episode on the travel journal that i'll link in the comment about taking great pictures on trips which of course also make great gifts so that is going to be all for today on kind of the idea of gifting travel for the holidays and would love to hear any ways you've done it, anything you think works really well. We will be back next time with another travel topic on Time to Talk Travel. Thank you. This has been another episode of Time to Talk Travel brought to you by hashtagtravels.com. You can keep in touch with us between episodes by checking out our site, joining our newsletter, or connecting with us on social. We've always got the information you need in our episode notes. Until next time, happy travels, and thanks for being a part of our trip.